Don't, don't doubt it tonight. The devil does not like what's going on here. The devil doesn't like that these lights are still on. The devil doesn't like that we're still having church here. The devil doesn't like the kind of service we had this morning where everybody around the altar, everybody hands are lifted up and crying out to God and seeking out to God as they realize that I don't want to wait until it's too late to get my heart right with God. The devil doesn't like that people got, got someone got baptized at the service this morning. The devil hates that. He hates that. He don't want that to happen. And so whatever Whoever he can use to try to stop that, he will. He doesn't care whoever it is. Whoever is willing to allow the devil to speak through them and to use them, he will do it. He will do it. So I don't want to yield my members as instruments of unrighteousness. These fingers, I don't want to use these fingers for unrighteousness. I don't want to, I said it the other night, okay, um, and, and talking about being a servant of righteousness. I don't want to be clicking all over the place and looking at things that I ain't got no business looking at, okay, because that's going to affect my spirit, okay. I don't want these feet traveling in the nighttime, walking in the places that they have no place been, okay, amen. <laughs> I'm, I'm being real tonight. People don't like this kind of, they don't, people, you know the problem is? People want to be leaping and jumping and, and shouting and still living in unrighteousness. They don't want to, they don't want this kind of preaching. But I'm going I'm to ask you a question. What good is my shout if I'm still being ungodly? What good is my dance if I don't know how to live outside of these four walls? More than anything, honey, I want to know how to live for God. I want to know how to be righteous. I want to know how to be upright. Just because I can shout don't mean nothing. Just because I can, there's devils that shout all day long. I want to be righteous, honey. I want to really apply God's word to my life. I really want that. I'm not proclaiming that I've gotten to that point, but I have a desire. I have a desire. And so all throughout the scripture, he says, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness. The devil wants to use each and every one of us. See, because the devil has a purpose. He has a purpose. And if you are willing to allow God, the devil to use you to fulfill his purpose, then he will. All throughout the scripture, you'll read of this, how people yielded to what the devil wanted. And he tried to destroy things. You'll read how that <clears throat> the devil in the scripture, the Bible tells us that um, in the days of Pharaoh, how that he began to put the, the children of Israel into slavery. And the, the commandment was every firstborn was to be thrown into the Nile River. Okay? And so here you have a king that is trying to destroy and wipe out all of the Hebrew boys, okay, the males. And, but you got to understand that there was a devil that was working on that king to do those kind of things as he knew that through that people, through their lineage, would come a savior, would come one 
that would deliver and set his people free. You see it in Herod. When Herod, he in trying in hopes that he would kill the king of the Jews. As he, he put out a decree that everybody under the age of two years old was supposed to be killed. Hoping that he would kill the king of the Jews. I'm going to tell you, people have always yielded themselves to the devil. And to his purpose. And to his plan. Okay? The very man that we read that wrote this, that spoke this. There was a time where he allowed the enemy to use him. As he thought he was doing God's will. He thought he was doing the will of God. And he is killing God's people. He is throwing them. The Bible says he made havoc. And it took him being knocked down off of whatever mode of transportation he was using. And God revealing to him that you, hey, it's hard to kick against the pricks. I'm going to tell somebody tonight, it's hard to kick against the pricks tonight. It's a hard thing to fight against God. You don't want to find yourself in odds with God. You don't want to find yourself kicking against God and fighting against God's will and fighting against God's plan because the only person that is going to end up hurt is you. The pricks, do you know what that was? That was like a gourd with uh, the sharp pointy on the edge, if you could just imagine barefooted, kicking against that, the only person that is being hurt is you. And so it's a hard thing to kick against God. It's a hard thing to try to fight against God and to stop God. Because you, sooner or later, God's going to give somebody a wake-up call and help them to understand that you are way out of line. You know what? I don't need that kind of beat down. I don't need that kind of smackdown. I want to let God know that I'm not fighting against you. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and yield to whatever it is that you're trying to do in my life. I don't want to yield unto unrighteousness. I want to yield to righteousness. I want God to have his way in my heart. I want God to be the one that is leading and guiding me and directing my path and ordering my footsteps. I want God to be the one. I want to yield my members. These hands, I don't want to use them for ungodliness. I want to get these hands in the air. I, want to, I don't want to use this voice for ungodliness. I want to get this voice, lift this voice up and magnify the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and let God know that I love you. Thank you, God, for allowing me. Too many times we come into the house of the Lord and we casually approach God. Like we belong here. I don't belong here tonight. I thank God that he allowed me to be here. I thank God that I'm not on the outside looking in. Thank you for allowing me to be here. Thank you for another opportunity that I can stand in your presence. You can be seated tonight. And so I want to yield myself unto unrighteous, to righteousness. I want to stop some things. I want to cut some things off. I want to get rid of some things. Paul said, as those that are alive from the dead, thank God I was once dead, but I've been made alive. Okay? 
Thank God for the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank him for the day that he quickened my dead spirit. Thank him for the day that he pulled me out of that harbor pit, out of that miry clay. He filled me with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I want to know if there are some people that are alive. You know, when people are dead, you can see it when they're dead. You can see it in their eyes that they're spiritually dead. You can see in the fact that they can barely lift up their hands, that it indicates that person is dead. Somebody needs to let God quicken them once again. Somebody needs to let God fill them with the Holy Ghost all over again. Revive me, Jesus. Renew me, Jesus. Renew my mind. Make me alive again. Revive me be seated tonight. David said enlighten my eyes lest I sleep the sleep of death. I need God to wake me up. I need God to make me alive. Enlighten me. I don't want to lose out. I, wanna, I don't want to die because I'm yielding I'm yielding myself to an unclean spirit. I'm allowing the devil to use me as his instrument to frustrate things, to mess up things, to cause havoc, to cause chaos. I don't want to be, I don't want to be someone that causes problems and, and troubles. I want to be, you know what? Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. If there's anything that I want to be, I want to be a peacemaker. I don't want to, I don't want to be a troublemaker. I want to be a peacemaker. He said, what he said, for those are, for theirs is what? The kingdom? That I want, honey, I want to make heaven tonight. I want to make heaven tonight, but I can't be, I can't make heaven and I'm a troublemaker. I can't make heaven and I'm causing problems. I can't make heaven and I'm trying to stir and frustrate God's purpose and God's plan. You know, there was those that, dealt, that the devil used in the days of Ezra and the days of Nehemiah to frustrate. The Bible says they frustrated the purpose. In other words, the people were trying to, to rebuild. They were trying to get things back on the right track. Um, they were trying to, to begin to um, get things back in order concerning uh, the temple and, and building the walls in the city. And there were those, the Bible says, that they frustrated the purpose. Those that we read about in the days of Nehemiah, uh, Sambalad and Tobiah, as they, they didn't like what was happening. They didn't like the fact that, that he, Nehemiah said that they didn't like the fact that there were those that came and that they were concerned about the condition of the city and was concerned about the state of the people. They didn't like that. And so you'll read where they begin to frustrate. They begin to cause problems. They tried to stop God's work. They tried to stop God's plan as, God, as the devil was using people to try to stop what God was trying to do. As he knew that if this thing gets back because they had to get things rebuilt and get things back in order because that promise that one was coming and that was going to be born and was going to come and save his people and deliver his people. They understood that. They had a desire to get things back built. But there will always be people. I'm going to tell you, it's amazing. When, there is when their things begins the revival, and God is good, that God is moving, and God is trying to save people, understand the devil will always be at work. 
Understand the devil will always use a person that has become carnal, a person that has become cynical, a person that has become critical of everything. The devil will always use them and speak through them. Honey, that's why it's important. I got to be full of faith tonight. I got to make sure that the, right, the things that are coming out of my mouth are the right things, that it is positive. I don't want to be an instrument that the devil uses. I want to be a chosen instrument that Jesus uses. Peter, Jesus reveals to them, reveals to them, let them know, hey, I'm going to be taken by wicked hands. And they're going to take me. They're going to crucify me. They're going to do all manner of things to me. Peter, thinking that he's doing some good thing, he speaks up. He pipes up and says, he begins to rebuke the Lord and begins to tell him that this not, it's not going to happen. Okay? Jesus recognized something that we all need to recognize. We all need to hear. Whenever it goes against the will of the Spirit, we need to recognize who is talking. You need to know that ain't your buddy that's talking. You need to know that ain't your auntie that's talking. You need to know that that ain't your brother that's talking. That ain't your co-worker that is talking. Jesus looked at him and he said, get thee behind me, Satan. He called him Satan as he realized who was speaking through Peter and trying to stop the purpose, the plan of the Spirit. And that is, and guess what? If he don't, if Peter stops it, no, this is not going to happen. Guess what? None of us has an opportunity at being saved. And the devil knew this, and he spoke through Peter, and Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. You need to know who it is that is speaking through that person. You need to know who it is that is whispering that doubt into your heart, that fear into your heart. That ain't your co-worker. That ain't your mama. That ain't your auntie. That ain't your cousin. That is devil trying to talk you out of God's will, out of God's plan, out of God's purpose. I refuse to let the devil talk me out of church. I refuse to let the devil talk me out of this Holy Ghost experience. I refuse. And I'm not going to yield my members as an instrument of unrighteousness. You can be seated tonight. I want God to use me. I want God to use these hands. I want God to use this voice. Okay? I don't want the devil to be roaming in my mind. I want to kick him out. And I want the Holy Ghost to be up there. I want Holy Ghost filled thoughts. I want, a, I want the mind of Christ tonight. This may be boring to some people tonight, but I'm going to tell you, that's only because you been, some people have gotten very carnal. Honey, I need to ask God to give me the mind of Christ. Help me not to be carnally minded. Help me to be spiritually minded. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Revive me over again, Jesus. Do it over again in my life. Help me to see clearly. Help me to see clearly. Give me that Holy Ghost perspective. Outlook. Give it to me again. You can be seated tonight. And so there were those that just like people yielded themselves to the devil and allowed him to use them. There were those that allowed God to use them. There were those that allowed God. 
to use them as instruments to, to bring his purpose and his plan to pass. And I want God to use me. I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm at a point in my life that I don't care about what is going on in our world. Our world is going to hell in a handbasket. And I'm going to tell you, if you are part of this world, you're going to get exactly what they, gonna get they got coming to them. I don't want none of that. I want to be a part of the church. I want to hang in with the church with the, the stink and everything else. I said it before. It's better to be in the church than to be outside of it. It's better to be a part of and have faith and believe in the things of God. It's a whole lot better. And so I want to do like the Apostle Paul said. I want to yield. I want to yield to righteousness. And I want God to use me. I want God to use this hands, these hands. I want God to use this voice. Okay? I want God to use me to tell my coworkers about how good he is and how wonderful he is and about the fact that he can bring them out. I want God to use this tongue to proclaim his name and to tell someone about this gospel. I don't want to use this tongue for bitter and bitterness and cursing. That stuff only brings about death. That, only stuff, that stuff only causes me to lose out. I'm going to tell you, somebody got to want heaven. They, you got to want to make it to heaven more than anything. You got to make, make it up in your mind that I'm not going to give ear okay, to, to doubt, okay, to bitterness, Here's the thing about bitterness. Do you know that bitterness doesn't, affect, doesn't just affect the person that is bitter? Bitterness has a way of affecting a lot of people. What did the writer say? The writer said, he talked about a root of bitterness and how that it would defile many. I've seen a person have bitterness in their heart, and I've seen how that bitterness have not just affected that person, but it's affected a whole lot of people. It defiles many. All it takes is one bitter person and to affect many. Didn't, doesn't it, isn't the old saying is all it takes is one rotten apple? It's all it takes. I want to make it up in my mind that I don't want to be that rotten apple. I'm going to make it up in my mind that I don't want to be the person that is full of bitterness. I don't want to be the one that yields to what the devil is trying to do and the fact that he's trying to frustrate things. He's trying to stop the work of God from moving forward. He's trying to stop there from being Holy Ghost services. I want you to know that the person that when you come into the house of the Lord and you can't lift up your hands and, and that voice that are telling you, you ain't got to do all of that. It doesn't take all of that. Know that that's not God. You know what God says. You know what his word says when it comes down to worship and praising. We know that. He said, shout unto God. The writer said, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Lift up holy hands. The key, holy hands, holy hands. Lift up holy hands without wrath. And without doubting, lift up your hands in the sanctuary. Who you think inspired the writer to write that? God did. 
And so we know what God's will is when we come into the house of the Lord concerning worship. It's to get our hands in the air. It's to lift up our voice. It's to dance. It's to give God dance in the spirit. It's to give God the glory and to give God the praise. That's God's plan. That is God's will. It is never God's will for us to stand there quiet with our hands by our sides. That, that's not God's will. God's will is for us to get involved with what's going on. See, but the devil will try to use people to stop a move of God, to stop God from being able to work. I want to make it up in my mind that I don't want to be used by the devil. I want to be used by Jesus. I want to be used to create an atmosphere of worship where the Holy Ghost can begin to flow and people can begin to feel God's presence. And you know what? People see me with my hands up and and you'll, you'll see them begin to put their hands up. People see me lifting up my voice, and long before you'll see people lifting up their voice. How many know that people don't often know how to worship God? And so that's why it's important that I can't take a day off because I don't feel like worshiping God. Guess what? What if God didn't feel like putting breath in your body? What if God didn't feel like keeping his hands on you? What if God didn't feel like keeping his angels uh, uh, camping around? about you what if God didn't feel like it where would I be what condition would I be in? I think it's so selfish that I come and say I don't feel like it I've had a long day it's been too hard I know it's been too, I know it's been a long day I know it's been hard but guess what God gave us his very best and I can't give God any less than that I got to give God all of me. Do you know that it means more that you've had a long day at work and you've, you've had to deal with all types of knuckleheads and they've, they've just drained you mentally? Do you know how much that means that when you can push past all of that and still come into the house of the Lord and lift up your hands and lift up your voice and pour out your heart unto God. That's what the Bible talks about, the sacrifice of praise. It was a, it's a sacrifice to get my hands in the air after a long day. It's a sacrifice to lift up my voice after I've dealt with a lot of foolishness and a lot of crazy people, but guess what? He's worthy of the sacrifice. He's worthy of the fruit of my lips. He is worthy of all of it. There's nobody more worthy than Jesus. Let's remain standing tonight. And so, I'm talking about us being chosen instruments. Because truth be told, we're going to be used one way or another. Just got just to gotta face the fact. One way or another, I'm going to be used. I'm going to either be used to build for God's purpose and God's plan. And guess what? It's a good purpose. It's good. But the devil's going to use me. The devil's definitely going to use me. He stands ready to use me. He stands ready to use my voice this tongue, to speak bitterness, to speak doubt. Somebody hear me tonight. Hear me tonight. There is a devil. There is a devil. And people think that, oh, well, I can't see him. And 
You know, yeah, yeah, the devil. Listen, I'm going to tell you, those thoughts that we have here, and they're not positive, those are not just thoughts that you're having. Understand who it is that is speaking into your heart. Understand who it is that's trying to create the doubt. Understand who it is that is trying to rob you of joy and peace, that is trying to use you. Truth be told, if, if, I'm not build, if I'm not building up, I'm tearing down. That's just how it is. You think Peter thought that he was, he was doing wrong? He thought he was doing some good thing. Paul thought he was doing some good thing. But they was tearing things apart. They was tearing things down. God, the devil was using them. Understand that we're not dealing, we're dealing with spirits here. We don't, we don't get hung up on people. We, we are, we're not out to, to you, know, you know, just, you know, beat up on people. We want to beat up on the spirit that is motivating people to do what it is that they're doing. And I got to let the devil know that I'm not going for it. I'm not, that's not going to be around me. I'm not, I'm not having that. I'm not yielding my ear to that. I'm not, I'm not yielding my members to that. I'm not looking at that. I'm not listening to that. My feet are not going into places that I don't have no business being. I'm not, take, I'm not drinking on things that I don't need no business. I'm not supposed to drink. I'm not supposed to be taken in. The Bible tells me that this temple, this vessel, it tells me what it's for. It's for the Holy Ghost. It's not for anything else. This is for the Holy Ghost to dwell in. I'm the temple that God wants to dwell in. You're the temple that God wants to dwell in. But the devil wants to defile our temple. Know that he wants to defile it. He wants you to yield your, your eyes to things, yield your ears to things. He wants you to give yourself over to things that will leave you in a bad state, that will tear down your moral structure, that will cause you to lose faith in the things of God. I come to let the devil know that I'm not going to be used by you. I'm not going to allow you to use me. I'm not going to allow you to affect me. I want to be a chosen instrument that is used by God. I want God to use this voice to proclaim his glory, to tell someone on the job. People wonder, you know, why are you so happy? That's a good time for you to tell somebody about Jesus Christ and why you're happy. Let me tell you about why I have joy, why I still can smile in the midst of a chaotic world that is corrupt. That's why I can never allow this lip to drag the ground. Nobody's going nobody to be drawn to me. I'm just like them. But they're drawn when they see something different. How is it that all the problems on the job and you still can smile? You can still be happy. You can still be upbeat. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you what he's done in my life. Let me tell you about the Holy Ghost is the reason why I can still be happy. I can still have joy. I want to be used of God. I want to be that instrument that yields itself. I want to be the one that yields their members. I want to use it. I want to yield it to God, that God can use me as an instrument.
that is going to build his kingdom and that is going to lead people to him. Let's lift up our voice tonight and let's lift up our hands and call upon the name of the Lord tonight. I'm going to tell you, the devil wants to talk a lot of people out of this walk. He wants to talk you out of the church. He wants you, he wants you to yield to things that are unclean and ungodly, things that are tear apart, things that are destroy your faith. Somebody got to make it up in their mind. I want God to use me. I want God to use this vessel. I want to be a chosen instrument that God uses. I want to be used the way Peter was used to, to proclaim this gospel on the day of Pentecost. When he said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promise is unto you, it's unto your children, it's to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I want God to use me to proclaim this gospel. I want God to use me the way he used Elijah when he told the people, how long will you hold between two opinions? If Baal be God, serve him. Serve him. But if Jehovah be God, you serve him. And we know who the one true living God is tonight. His name is Jesus. There's none other like him. I want to be used. I want to be used for the glory of God. I want to be used to turn the lost from darkness unto righteousness and unto God.